Welcome one, welcome all, and welcome to an Unleash the Ghouls Top 10. There's going to be some spoilers ahead, so get ready and let's jump into it. If any of you have an interest in animation, particularly stop frame animation or claymation, you may already know about the great pioneers and influencers such as Willis O'Brien for working on King Kong and Mighty Joe Young, or his apprentice Ray Harryhausen for his contributions to Jason and the Argonauts and Clash of the Titans, or perhaps even more recently Nick Park and his animation studio Ardman for their creations such as Chicken Run and Wallace and Gromit. But when it comes to the surreal, macabre and nightmarish possibilities of this type of animation, there truly exists no greater master of the art than Jan Schwankmeier. Sadly, Schwankmeier's name isn't as well known and popular as the names I just mentioned, perhaps down to his works being so bizarre and twisted that they verge on being alienating, but I argue that the bizarre and twisted nature is exactly what makes his works unforgettable, with main trademarks including saturated colour schemes, quick, rapid cuts between shots and an eclectic music choice mostly composed by Zdenek Lischke. Born in the Czech Republic, Schwankmeier has made some incredibly powerful movies that utilise both animation and live action, such as his most famous feature length piece, 1988's Alice, based on Lewis Carroll's Alice's Adventures in Wonderland, but overall Schwankmeier is mostly known for his 26 short films that he made between 1964 and 1992. Despite being a big influence on Tim Burton and Terry Gilliam, it was only recently I discovered Schwankmeier. I'd never heard of him before and I was introduced to him by a Cinemassacre video with James Rolfe. The knowledge of Schwankmeier's existence and his works was passed on to me and now I want to pass that knowledge on to the Ghoul Gang and to do that I'm going to run down my list of my personal favourite top 10 Jan Schwankmeier short films. Number 10 the Last Trick from 1964. The first of Schwankmeier's shorts already gets off the ground, letting you know exactly what kind of strange vision he had. It's basically a more abnormal version of Christopher Nolan's The Prestige. It's about two magicians, each trying to constantly one-up each other's tricks. They have these enormous Humpty Dumpty looking heads, which are amazing. They kind of remind me of the Daffodil Autons from the Doctor Who story, Terror of the Autons. The tricks start off with a fish, which gets placed into one of the magician's heads through a little sort of compartment in the top of the head and it's got loads of gears and mechanisms inside which grind the flesh of the fish down leaving behind just the skeleton. From there on out the tricks get progressively wilder and crazier and the editing's so fast and choppily cut that it'll leave you really confused but it's also unforgettable. Number 9 the Death of Stalinism in Bohemia from 1990. Schwankmeier's penultimate short film is one that artistically expresses the real-life politics of the Stalinism movement throughout the largest region of the Czech Republic, Bohemia, which escalated conflict between classes and an increase in state violence in an attempt to take down the middle upper-class powers. The film depicts the Czech Republic's history from the country's communist takeover in the late 40s to the takeover of parliamentary rule via the Velvet Revolution in the late 80s. It's complicated sociology but here it's done in a way only Schwankmeier could do. It keeps cutting between real images from that time period and a giant statue of Stalin himself which comes to life before being surgically opened up for several brain operations which also act like caesarean births of more statues of key political figures of the time. Then small clay figures are brought to life through little sort of casts that get filled up and then it makes these little figures that get up, walk around and then they're immediately executed. Then a guy starts painting the Czech flag on all sorts of random objects. I kind of see it as someone from the Czech Republic claiming back their items, their livelihood, and bits and pieces that were previously governed by the Soviet Union. There's a lot going on in this one, but I found it fascinating. Number eight. 
Darkness Light Darkness from 1989. One of Schwankmeyer's most popular shorts is about individual parts of a male human body assembling together in a small room. It starts off as a hand and then two eyeballs rolling through one of the doors so the hand uses its fingers to stick the eyeballs to it and have a look around. And then as the film goes on, more body parts start entering the room, assembling, working together to try and form one complete man. The claymation here is just stunning, really. It's definitely one of Schwankmeyer's best works. I love when the feet come through either door at uh, the sides of the room and squash the head. It's so cool and the physics and the mechanics of how Schwankmeyer uses clay makes everything feel just so squishy and malleable and you feel that whatever's gonna come next can morph and adapt into anything. Number seven. Leonardo's Diary from 1972. What I love about this one in particular is the hand-drawn animation style. It takes influence from the illustrations of Leonardo da Vinci. A pencil comes to life and draws a hand, which is holding a pencil. Then the hand drawing the pencil comes to life on the paper and starts to draw its own illustrations. Firstly, a likeness of da Vinci himself. Then it zooms into da Vinci's eyeball and it rotates round the back so you can see all the veins and the optic nerves. It's just so fucking cool to look at. Spliced together with all of these Da Vinci style illustrations, you have got footage of loads of random elements of human life. There's sports, eating, war, exercising. It's quite hard to pin down what the symbolism of the footage is and how it relates to the drawings, but I began to notice that the live footage always depicts something moving. There's always some sort of movement, no matter what the footage is. The sports, it's people moving. When it's eating, they're picking food up and eating it. And I kind of interpret it as a celebration of movement, from the movement of the drawings coming to life to the everyday movement involved in being human or just being alive in general. Number six. Dimensions of Dialogue from 1982. This is another really popular one of Schwankmeyer's and another great example of animation. It's about two separate heads which continuously work together to evolve into something new. The start of the short film has a head made of fruit and vegetables which encounters a head made of kitchen utensils and cutlery. The cutlery head eats the fruit and veg head and the food gets mashed up and broken down by all the kitchenware before being vomited out into a brand new head which is slightly different. The heads continue continue to break each other down and change until we end up with two clear people that end up getting jiggy basically. Produce a small piece of clay that is pushed away, almost symbolic of two parents who don't want to have a kid, and then they fight each other, ripping each other's faces to pieces. Just look at that effect, how incredible is that? Afterwards we end up with two lifelike heads that sit opposite each other and extend compatible objects from each other's mouths. So one head spits out a pencil sharpener, the other spits out a pencil. One gives a toothbrush, the other gives toothpaste. Everything's compatible. But eventually the heads start going a bit haywire and all the combinations start going wrong before the faces become cracked and exhausted. All of this combined with the title of the film, Dimensions of Dialogue, to me symbolizes the importance of communication. How two separate people or entities can combine together to create something new and improved, but the breakdown of that communication is what can lead to demise. Number five. 
Jabberwocky from 1971. It's based on Lewis Carroll's nonsense poem, and by based on, I mean the poem is read aloud at the start and pretty much nothing else is at all related to it. Jabberwocky is one of Schwankmeyer's more surreal works. The first shot is some kid's ass getting spanked, and that pretty much sets the scene for how weird this one is. It all takes place in a child's bedroom after this spooky moving wardrobe finds itself there, and everything starts coming to life. Dolls, clothes, prams, toy soldiers, you name it, it moves and does some crazy shit. Then there's these recurring segments of a maze puzzle, and there's a line, like a pen or pencil line, which keeps trying to escape the maze, but it keeps hitting dead ends, and whenever it hits a dead end, the whole puzzle gets smacked away by this fucking jump-scaring cat. <laughs> Seriously, fuck that cat, it's so startling. The score here by Lishka is absolutely fantastic. The music is so perfect to what's going on, and it's so perfect that it was used on the DVD menu for a set that I really highly recommend, the Jan Schwankmeyer Complete Short Stories Collection by BFI, which is where I first witnessed this bonkers mindfuck. Number four. The Pendulum, The Pit and Hope from 1983. This is a loose adaptation of Edgar Allan Poe's story, The Pit and the Pendulum. What I love about this one so much is that it's a forerunner to point of view horror films. It's beautifully shot in black and white, which Schwankmeyer utilized from time to time, as well as those saturated color schemes I mentioned. But the film shows the perspective of a man who's imprisoned in the dark tombs of a castle. He's strapped down to a table with a sharp blade swinging above him, constantly getting lower and lower. The man's able to break free from the trap and then the rest of the short film is him trying to make his escape from this unknown captivity. The camera work here is just exquisite. You're thrown into this nightmare world and combining the grainy black and white film with the fact it's filmed in the first person, it's like you're watching a really hazy dream. The architecture of the crypt is just so creepy and smoky and there's a lack of incidental music which only adds to the tense atmosphere. Number three. Virile Games, also known as Manly Games, from 1988. This is definitely the most violent of Schwankmeyer's shorts, but it's also by a country mile the funniest. It's a gory, exaggerated view on violence in football culture, but here it's not football firms doing the damage, it's the players themselves. It starts off as like a normal kickabout in a stadium, well, I suppose as normal as you can get with cardboard cutout people, but it leads to absolute chaos when the players start to murder each other in ridiculous ways. You can't believe the methods that they're using. Scissors, meat grinders, toilet plungers, trains. Each kill is more creative and outrageous than the last. The game's being watched on TV by some guy in his house who just keeps absolutely hammering boiler makers and eating these little sugary biscuits. And it's his reaction to what's going on, which is so downplayed played and normal, like he, it's like he's just watching a normal boring game of football rather than people getting violently murdered, it's hilarious. The game eventually spills out the stadium and ends up in that guy's house, which is just so funny to watch when everyone's getting smacked against tables and doors. My favourite element to the whole thing is the medics, who keep running round with stretchers carrying the dead players off the field and nailing them shut into coffins, but as the game gets more and more out of hand, they can't keep up with what's going on, so they just have to pile multiple multiple bodies up at a time. It's an amazing experience and I can't recommend this one enough. Number two, 
Food from 1992. This is Schwankmeyer's final short film, and he uses stop frame animation on live actors. I can only imagine how difficult that is because it's not like with a clear sculpture. You sculpt it, it stays there in place until you want to take the photo that you need to. Here, you've got living, breathing people who need to stay in pinpoint positions for a long period of time and keep their facial expressions and posture absolutely perfect for the sake of the continuity. But here, it's actually achieved. The story and symbolism are really abstract, but the imagery is just so inspired. It's a film of three acts. You've got the first act, Breakfast, which has a middle-aged man entering a room where he slots coins into another man's mouth, kind of like a vending machine, who then provides him with a coffee, a sausage, and some bread from a little compartment in his chest. When he's finished eating, he then stops still, and the vending machine guy comes back to life and exits the room before a new man enters and uses the first guy as a food vending machine. It's like one continuous cycle. What it means? <laughs> I've got absolutely no idea. Answers on a postcard please. The second sketch, Lunch, features two men sitting at a restaurant table. You've got one guy who's well dressed with really good table manners and the other guy is poorly dressed with bad manners. They keep getting ignored by the waiter and they end up getting so hungry that they begin to eat anything they can. Their own clothes, the tablecloth, the table itself, the plates. Constantly devour in the scenery until all they've got left to eat is each other. The third and final sketch, Dinner, has people eating body parts. Can't really say much more about that. The thing that draws me to this short film so much, I think, is the fact I can't quite understand it, but that just intrigues me. Sometimes art is just this higher power that's only just out of reach, but you want to persist to understand it. And on top of that, the actual skill involved in pulling off this short film by stop frame animating live actors and all the different imaginative ways food's utilized and the symbolism of how we understand food, all that thrown together provides us with a superb short film. And now, number one, my favorite Schwankmeyer short, Down to the Cellar from 1983. I don't think this is visually the best short. I don't think it has the best animation because for a start, it's barely got any. The story is very loose, but what I get from Down to the Cellar every single time I watch it is an indescribable feeling of uneasiness. What the Pendulum, the Pit and Hope attempted in creating a nightmarish world, Down to the Cellar fully realizes. For me, it's the scariest and most disturbing of Schwankmeyer's works. Plus, to me, bears a bit of resemblance to the video game Little Nightmares, which I highly recommend. Anyway, in the short film, you have a little girl who has to enter a cellar to go and fetch some potatoes. That's it. Story-wise, next to nothing. But it's the journey and what she discovers in the cellar that are the horrific parts. The angles used to film put you in this childlike mind state where the whole world around you seems so big and unusual. And also, quite challenging to navigate. Like Pendulum, we get some first-person shots and an eerily quiet lack of music, which tighten the tension even further than Pendulum. The lighting is perfect. It's so difficult to film darkness and make it look like a daunting presence, but here it's mastered. The shot of the girl opening the cellar door for the first time, revealing just a pitch-black void, is so spine-chilling. Even with a torch, all you get is just barely visible damp brickwork and these dripping, hissing, rusted pipes. It wouldn't surprise me if the Evil Dead was an influence on this visually, as that came out two years prior to Down to the Cellar. As the girl delves deeper into the cellar, she encounters shoes fighting with each other over food like rats, and the further she goes, the things that she witnesses become increasingly terrifying. I adore this film.
So that concludes my top 10. I hope you learned something new about a great filmmaker who definitely deserves more exposure and credit than he currently possesses. Or if you already knew about Schwankmeyer, I hope you enjoyed my personal favourites. Feel free to comment below and let me know what your thoughts are on some of these shorts as well as what your own favourites are. You can find all of his 26 shorts on YouTube and Vimeo not in the best quality but they're accessible so there's no excuse not to dive in yourself and discover them if you like this video. And maybe you yourself can spread the word and help make Jan Schwankmeyer the household name he deserves to be. I'm Connor signing off from Unleash the Ghouls. See you next time. Thank <laughs> you.